All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, thank you and welcome to another Cyber Readville podcast. Cyber Readville podcasts are where we talk about everything security, things that matter to you as a person, to your company, to your business, and everything in between. My name is Steve Robdahl. So I'm the, the guy behind the, well, mostly in the microphone here. And <laughs> the man behind the curtain. Man behind, well, I'm kind of visual. So not so much behind the curtain. There's not even a curtain behind me, so you kind of see myself and my naked truth behind me. That's not entirely true, because if I took the camera and panned it around the room, you'd be like, oh, my God. So we'll do that one day. We are going to be a little bit sort of we're going to jump in and and share a little bit (laughs) uh, in this podcast. But anyway, welcome. And um, as usual, we do not advertise on this podcast. Uh, We get around by word of mouth. So we'd appreciate it if you like anything or, or even didn't like it to comment, to share, uh, and to uh, to uh, give us a wink or whatnot. But we we depend on people like you that are listening to this and, and get some value out of it or or not to improve, uh, to share it. So thank you very much for that. So today being uh, the sixth day of the new year, uh, I'm definitely kind of a, ooh, new year, tabula rasa, you know, clean slate. We get to uh, sort of not think about all the things we didn't get done last year. We get to think about all the new stuff we're going to do. And and this may or may not be you, but it's definitely the way I kind of think about things. So so it's a it's a new year, and of course, calendar time, all that stuff is truly arbitrary. You could do this anytime if you wanted to, but it is a new year. So one of the things we'll probably talk about a few different things that are kind of forward looking, uh, longer term planning or year planning uh, in a couple of the following podcasts. But today, I wanted to talk about books, books that I plan to read. And so I'm going to share a little bit to sort of kind of set up the reason that this kind of came up or or came to the front of mind. Currently, I'm reading a book called um, Never Finished. And this is a book by uh, David Goggins. You may not have heard of David Goggins or maybe have. He's a pretty extraordinary guy, uh, but he's, I think, the only one or one of a very few that uh, became a Navy SEAL, an Army Ranger, and I don't know what the Air Force is, but basically three different branches of sort of the special forces, the ultra ultra of the military. And uh, he's also an ultra runner. He's done, won a lot of races and and whatnot. So he's kind of a bit of an extreme personality, but this is all about sort of fighting your inner demons. As uh, Andy Frisella would have said, the bitch voice inside that basically tells you, oh no, it's okay to eat another cookie or, or to, you know, take a break from your workout or whatever. But one of the reasons I'm reading it which is why uh, I'm bringing it up is uh, I just started on the first of the year, another round, uh, round of 75 hard. And I've talked about 75 hard, I think in one uh, or maybe a couple of podcasts. Um, I use it almost like a metaphor or framework for tackling other things too. But if you don't know what 75 hard is, you should look it up. Uh, shout out to Andy Frisella who came up with it. You know, I want to say it's grueling, but it really isn't. I- I've missed it. I, you know, I-, I didn't realize how much I missed it. But one of the things that I struggle with is I jump into some of these things like 75 hard. And then when it ends, I sort of fall off a cliff. And and, and this is not something that Andy's uh, unwise of. So he's come up with this thing called live hard, which sort of extends that 75 hard program, if you will, to a year. There's more to it. I'm not going to get into it here, but I, I'm determined to get back on it. Um, I felt amazing in my, like I did 75 hard, but I, I'm, screwed something up in the first 10 days. So I just basically had to restart again. So effectively I did it for 85 days. And honestly, the last week 
I was just like prime fitness, mental capacity, just kind of organized, structured, that sort of stuff. And then I'd put way too much sort of into getting to the end and that 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 would end up actually on Thanksgiving uh, or the day before Thanksgiving. So on Thanksgiving, I could kind of eat whatever I wanted. And this time around, I've just decided that there's really no, no end to this. I'm not going to make that kind of this big thing because I think that sort of defeats uh, a little bit of the the mental challenge and whatnot, which is, uh, or, or building the mental toughness, which is what the program is really about. But it also sort of takes away this big need to sort of fall back on other things. And then uh, to be a little bit uh, like open and just kind of tell you guys how it is. I'm also seeing a counselor uh, start just before Christmas and did my second counseling session yesterday. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm determined to have the counselor help me not fall off the cliff this time. So I figure we have about, you know, 70 days to figure out how do I kind of not fall off the cliff. And I'll give you an example of how I am. So uh, if uh, 75 hard is also staying on a diet. And so my diet is just low carb. It's nothing crazy fancy, but I try to eat healthy and just stay off carbs. So when I do things like that, when I have in the past and I've done keto and other things like that, I struggle with weight, like I put it on and, and it's just not who I want to be. But if I take, like if I veer off, let's say a quote unquote, have a cheat day or something like that, I tend to just go all in. It's like, okay, well, then I don't need to do anything. It's sort of like an all or nothing type deal. So if I take a bite of chocolate cake, uh, I may as well eat the whole damn cake or, uh, you know, a scoop of ice cream, I'll eat the whole bucket. And and it's kind of how I've always been. That I, like I, I set myself up for these, you know, I've failed because I did this little thing. And that's the piece that I'm talking to this psychologist about is like, how do I reset expectations for myself? But anyway, long story short, 75 hard kind of uh, forces you to do some reading. You have to read 10 pages a day. And that's why I'm reading this particular book. I'm also a member of a group that is all over the, the country called F3 or F3 Nation. Um, it's a bunch of guys who work out together. And uh, we have a Slack channel. And on that, someone suggested this. And, and David Goggins is pretty phenomenal. Like a, a few of the guys on my group, typically in April, they'll do what they call a 4 by 4 by 48 where you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. It's basically, I think a marathon is what it works out to be. But, you know, for for two days straight, you're running for four miles, trying to sleep, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's a David Goggins thing. Um, he's, he's pretty phenomenal. So that's one of the books I'm reading. And I thought, you know, I'd kind of go through some of the different books I have and kind of my you know, I don't know if it's a philosophy about book, but I have a passion for books. I love books, uh, maybe too much. And I'll, I'll get into that as well. But I'm going to show you something like on the back of that, you'll see there's a little red dot. So this is my little system for the books that I have not read and or I'm reading. I have a yellow dot for books that I have started on, but haven't necessarily finished. Um, this one, I kind of have like a yellow and green dot. I don't know if I'm actually going to keep this schema. I think it's simpler just to keep it red, yellow, green. Um, but this is a book I'm like halfway done. And depending on the book, I, I mark stuff up. I have little tabs. I write in my books. And what I kind of almost like with the 75 Heart is I, it's not an audiobook thing. I can't listen to 10 pages of audiobook. I have to read an actual book. And part of that's just sitting down, calming your mind, you know, touching it, feeling it, which I like. And, and I often will buy an, uh, uh, the hardback of a book, even if I'm listening to it on uh, like an audiobook. I like the books. And what I do with the books also is I write stuff in them. Like I underline stuff and so on and so forth. So um, I thought I'd share that with you that, again, I have this system. 
And I came up with that system because I have a tendency to buy more books than I can read. <laughs> Does anyone else have that problem? Did I hear a chuckle? A lot of people have that problem. <laughs> yes. Isn't it kind of funny? Like when you see that thing, you know, this, this is, it kind of gets into the deeper psychology. I think of Amazon uh, shopping and whatnot. There's, there's some endorphins or something that are released when you buy stuff. And I feel that way about books too. Like I'll hear about a book and I instantly get excited and I'll go buy that book. Um, you know, it's so easy today. You pull up your phone, go to Amazon and boom, you know, hit buy now. And then the book is on the way. And sometimes it comes like literally the next day. Uh, and you actually remember why you bought the book. And sometimes it can be like three days or a week. And you're kind of like, what's this package? Uh, oh, it's a book. Oh, okay. You don't feel that excitement and passion about the book that you maybe did, you know, in the in the minute that you you heard it. So that's a problem I have. Uh, and, you know, I'll blame my mother. She had the same problem, but I'm just joking. I don't blame my mother for it. But I think it's... Uh, my road to hell <laughs> will be uh, will be paved with the intention to read a lot of books. I think it's that we you know buy these books with the intention of reading them. When someone you know maybe suggested it or whatnot, and then we don't necessarily get around to it. So a couple of years ago, I came up with this system because I was like, you know what? I bought these books, many of them, because I thought they were useful to me and and would would add some value. So I decided I was going to go through buy fewer books, and instead kind of put this marking system on them. So I don't know if you can see, but behind me is one one of my bookshelves. I have more bookshelves in my office. But you'll see that I have um, books with yellow on them. So these are books that I started reading or I've partially read. And that doesn't mean I'm going to finish them. Like I, I don't, with books, sometimes, somewhere in my journey, someone said something like, um, it's not necessary to read a book to the end. And many times an author will struggle with actually writing the end. So, you know, stories kind of don't necessarily have an end. And in some cases, depending on the book, maybe there isn't that much to be had. Or for some reason, I got tired of the book. So I will often stop uh, reading a book. Some books, here's a good one, actually, Does IT Matter? This one I've had for a long time. It's actually kind of cool. But I would say... Rather than read it outright, I sort of read parts of it, pieces that I thought were important. And so I put a yellow on that, meaning I might come back to it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I won't. Um, but what you'll notice is that there's a fair amount of red, um, deep work. Uh, I, I got a bunch of books all at the same time. This, this one, Quiet, is actually among those. Um, and so I don't have enough green. <laughs> um, so that's, that's one of the things I want to do this year is get more green in my book collection. And hopefully I can uh, stay ahead of my urge to buy books by reading many. So uh, I forgot to say, with me here in the virtual studio, meaning my studio and her studio, is Gina. Gina is usually with me on these uh, podcasts. So happy new year. Happy new year. Did you have a good new year? I had a great new year. Um, we have a lot going on at the, the homestead. So uh, it felt a little extra this year. And how about you? Uh, I had a good new year. Uh, my wife was home for it. So she uh, might have talked about that before, but she is traveling for work. She goes, uh, flies around the country seven days a week and then is home for seven days. So she was gone for Christmas, but she was home for New Year. And we went to the club nearby and had a, a beautiful dinner and a good time together. Uh, so that was that was fantastic. And and I I'm excited to hear like for you it's a journey this this house building process so I'm excited we we might even we might weave that into a podcast here in the future 
I think there's so many things we can hang on kind of just the process of going from breaking ground to, you know, having a house and moving in. Uh, I think we can create lots of cool analogies, but you mentioned that you had a couple of books. Tell us what books you have. Well, my books, I think, um, show what a spaz I am. (laughs) I pulled the four books that were on top of my nightstand. Um, One is almost, one is complete. I just got done reading recently. And then the other two, the other three, um, uh, one of them I haven't started and the other two are, you know, just getting going. But so in no particular order, the Gettysburg Address and other works. Oh, wow. Yes. It's very cool. Like it, it brings so much insight. Um, Madame Forcade's Secret War by Lynn Olson. I may be pronounced Forcade or Forsad. It is a uh, historical fiction sort of about um, this real life woman who uh, was integral in the French resistance in World War II. Cool. It's really, really cool. Um, then David Sedaris, The Best of Me. I love David Sedaris. I've read everything he's written. <laughs> We've talked about that before. Yes. Yeah. yeah very funny dude. Um, and then The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And I just started that. And that's why does fiction. that sound familiar? It's a pretty popular book. Let's see. It's okay. Probably three, four years old now. Let's see. 2020. It's pretty wonderful. I just started reading it. Um, so that's where I'm at. That's why I got. But very diverse. And that's kind of how my brain works. When listening to listening to your list, I kind of realized that I don't really have much sort of in the genre of sort of prose or autobiographies or, or you know, history and things like that. I, you know, I look across like the, the, the books I'm looking at and they're kind of workbooks or sort of self-improvement books for the most part. I, actually, probably 99% of the books that I'm talking about are in that category. I haven't really read for what I would sort of call sort of pleasure and just kind of let the mind escape in a long time. I used to do that as well. And I'd kind of find a, an author I liked and kind of go through, you know, all their books from start to finish. Um, there, there's so much really to talk about, I think, books and why it's amazing to read. We should visit this topic again. And as I'm thinking about it, I think we should do, maybe it's even like book of the month type podcast. That would be fun. Yeah, I, I think so. Because there are, in fact, more cybersecurity books now than ever before, uh, which maybe that's kind of one of those things. What's the word for it? Like that's a obvious statement or, or that's a ne- necessarily obvious statement. <laughs> Every time a new book comes out, it will be more than before. Uh, there, there's some <laughs> word for that. I'm sure. <laughs> I think that's called a no duh, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But th- the point is there used to be very few and now there are some to pick. Uh, and I have one of those actually behind me here. Uh, this is on my reading list, but it's called The CISO Compass. It's by Todd Fitzgerald. And um, it's got a foreword by Dr. Larry Ponemon, which is for the guy from the Ponemon Institute. So this will be interesting. And, and we pr- I probably won't read this per se, but this will be one of those that I pursue. And I think it's worth talking about and, and almost like doing a book review. Um, so we might do that. But like I said, most of mine are kind of business or self-help improvement. Like the one I told you about, Debbie Goggins, never uh, finished. And it's all about kind of taking hold of your mind. Like one of the things I just read today was uh, the the one second decision 
like a lot of times when you give up on a goal and he talks about hell week uh, in, in this context, but it comes down to a decision that you make in, in a split second. So every second of the day, you need to kind of be on guard for those decisions that you might make in that split second that are based on fear and emotion as opposed to rationale. So if you can fight through it, uh, then you can get to a place where you can kind of calm down and think rationally about stuff then maybe your decision will be different. Or if you decide to quit or whatever it is, you're doing it you know, rationally as opposed to emotionally. So that's a cool one. Um, there's another one that came up in one of my podcasts late last year, uh, which has been around for a while. It's Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil. So Secrets to Freedom and Success. Um, this one comes pretty recommended. It's not a very big book. So I think I'll go through it pretty quickly. So I'm supposed to quote unquote read 10 pages a day, but Depending on the book, sometimes I struggle <laughs> and other times, you know, I end up reading more than that, which is fine. The The thing I like about it, which I think is kind of cool in the sense, is that it forces me to do it as opposed to sort of put it off and, and give myself excuses for not to do it. Um, I just turned 55 yesterday, in fact. I didn't know it was your birthday. <laughs> well, you know, they happen. It's kind of funny. I, I was joking with my wife. She's like, so you want to party? And I'm like, yeah, no, you know, it's just an ordinary day. And, and, uh, I, and I kind of joked with her that I didn't really, you know, want to celebrate the 55, but that that's not really me. I don't necessarily feel like the number, you know, sort of defines you. I think your inner, inner person and how you do and how you approach stuff is really what defines you. But anyway, um, I got this, uh, I subscribed to men's health, the, the magazine and website or whatever. And, uh, and I got this muscle after 40 because I've definitely struggled with getting, I don't know if it's tendonitis or something, but like where I've been overworking my muscles and then they get sore and then like they won't recover. And so I'm going to do a little bit of research and just, you know, how to, how to do workouts and stuff when, uh, when you're a little bit older and it's not like you don't bounce back like football players and other stuff like that. So that's that. Um, another one that I picked up kind of same time, which is probably one of these upsell dealios that I got caught on. Um, is this just, you know, fat burning exercises. And my objective here is really just to look uh, for the F3. We do like these 45 minute workouts. And I just wanted a reference um, for different exercises to sort of pull from. We tend to go back to the same ones all the time. I figured this will give me a bunch of sort of easy exercises I can always go to. Um, one of the books that I read uh, last year, which I really loved, and here you can see this, what happens to a book when I I don't know if you can see, I, I I put dog ears in it, I write in it, that sort of stuff. You'll see, got notes in this one. This one I shared with my son even. I said, hey, you should read this. He read it. Shared it with my wife. She hasn't read it, but she should. But this one's called Stop Overthinking uh, by a guy named uh, Nick Trenton. And this is, uh, it says 23 techniques to relieve stress, stop negative spirals, uh, declutter your mind and focus on the present. And a lot of it's really about sort of, getting that whirlwind that sometimes happens or those anxiety attacks, stresses, if you will, that can overcome you and just getting some, some approaches to uh, sort of stopping that craziness. Um, and I, and, and my wife and I, we talk about this quite a bit. There's some simple things like the five, four, three, two, one, five things you can touch, four things that you can see, uh, three things that you can hear, two things you can smell and one thing you can taste. So all that does is just ground your body and kind of takes that anxiety or whatever is going on and takes it down. But then it goes into, you know, more uh, deeper approaches to kind of managing that. And I certainly overthink stuff. So this was good for me. 
And that one I've read. So that one I'm not reading this year. One thing I started last year, I'm going to finish, but this is all about, so this is one thing by Gary Keller and uh, with Jay Papasan. Back in the day, someone, you know, told me about, oh, I just do one thing and all this kind of stuff. I didn't understand it. So I figured, you know, it's time to read it. So I, I'm like just a, I don't know, 10th of the way through that, but I'll be picking that up again this year. And then the other one, my favorite podcaster out there, uh, shout out to Alex Formosi. He has this book. Uh, he's got this company called Acquisition.com, and he's putting out these things, and they cost almost nothing. But these are these are kind of workbooks. They're they're all about how you work your business and build your business and all this kind of stuff. And uh, and this is volume one. There are several others coming. So what is it called? Uh, it's called One Hundred Million Offers: How to Make Offers So Good People Feel Stupid Saying No. So there's a lot of sales, a lot, but but it's a lot about sort of how you approach um, kind of running and improving your business and things like that. Um, there's much more on his website, acquisition.com, uh, both about that and about the process. Um, but he, you know, as you know, if you heard me talk about it, he's one of my favorite podcasters. He's got a lot of great advice. And so I picked that up. But that one is probably always going to have a yellow sticker on it because I use it more as a reference. It's not really a front to back uh, book for me to read. Um, so that's that's what I have on my desk right now. But I'm also going through my collection and identifying books that that I want to sort of put on my reading list. And undoubtedly, I'll pick up some others. Um, but that's at least my approach. And like I said, you know, I have I have this fascination with books. So part of it's going to be trying to sort of reconnect with why I bought a book in the first place. Um, sometimes it might be because it was on someone else's, you know, really important reading list. I hear about books and podcasts and stuff that I listen to or read about them or, you know, even the news on TV. There are different ways that they kind of make it into my funnel. And then, you know, I'll look at them and and sometimes get them if I think they they look pretty good. Um, but I'm going to try to be a little bit more sort of judicious about that. Now, one thing I'll say too is like, I, I definitely do, I find it interesting to find out about, you know, so-and-so's reading list and what they read, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, whatever. But something that I heard not too long ago is like, there isn't, there isn't the, the 10 books that you have to read or this, that, or the other. In many cases, there are many books that kind of cover a particular topic in different ways, particularly on the self-help uh, kind of books or improve this or make your business better, whatever it is. And it's not really so much about the book itself. You know, a lot of what you're going to get value out of is picking any one of those books and, and implementing it, doing it. It's, it's one thing to read it and get excited about it, which I, I will admit I do all the time. I get excited about these things, but it's a lot harder to actually take that and say, okay, now we're going to go do it in the business, or I'm going to take this and do it in my life. And so that's one of those things that I'm going to try to keep present and aware in my mind um, as we tackle on this year. So um, I got to wrap it up then. This is going to be a short one. If you have any uh, great books that you want to share or any other approach to kind of lining up your books for the year, or if you think it's stupid and you should watch TV and and uh, YouTube, uh, you know, comment. Tell us about it. We'd love to hear. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. Y'all have a great one, and we'll see you soon.